Welcome to the Love Good Podcast brought to you by our patrons. This is Jimmy Mitchell, your host. Join me each week as I sit down with artists and thought leaders to chat about music, culture, and what we call the art of being human. You see, Love Good's more than a subscription company, all right? We're a movement of everyday folks like you and me who are letting beauty break through the noise so it can transform our culture from the inside out. Thanks for joining me this week. I'm so pumped you're here. All right, back by popular demand, I've got a super exciting guest on the show this week. Her name is Marisol Alisea. She was on maybe a month or two ago. And as you guys know, she's not only a colleague and a friend, she really is the one who is constantly supporting our artists and our patrons day in and day out. She runs all of the operations here at Love Good, especially when I'm traveling, which isn't happening right now. But she puts up with all my crazy ideas as well and is probably one of the finest curators of music, books, art, and even movies that I get to interact with on a near daily basis. In fact, so much of today's episode gets real practical with our recommendations of media, music, specifically movies that satisfy what we call the love good standard. So we get into that standard about halfway through the conversation, but we open up with just a million and one recommendations of great movies that you can be totally enjoying right now with your family, with your friends, especially in the midst of this shutdown where many of us are now officially beyond cabin fever. Like we just can't wait to, I don't know, go back to normal, right? And today is an amazing opportunity to just remember that there is a lot of opportunity for leisure out there in the midst of this free time. The music we listen to, the books we read, the movies that we watch really do matter. All of that has an impact on our soul. A really cool opportunity today to just step back and, and be even more intentional than ever. Before I bring Marisol on, just want you to enjoy this really beautiful little excerpt of a song called Anywhere I Go off of an album that Rebecca Rubion put out in 2016 called Sleepless Nights. So go check that out. Go check out all of our Spotify playlists. Any of the artists you've ever heard us promote through the podcast are definitely satisfying the love good standard again this is anywhere i go by rebecca rubion keep your smile Welcome back to the Love Good Podcast, Marisol Alisea. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. So we're doing our best here to honor social distancing norms. Absolutely. Uh, obviously, things have been extended through the end of the month, which means we're officially three or four weeks into oh. quarantining, distancing, all feeling a little bit crazy. And I mean, I know that you only live about a mile from where you work, but th this has become a refuge for you, right? The Love Good Studio, the office. Yeah, it's everyone keeps like asking, hey, are you still going to work? And I'm like, well, I work with one person. So yeah, it's pretty we, easy. We follow like the, the state guidelines. <laughs> no symptoms for you. No. 
all these weeks later. I mean, you did have like a some, some funkiness going on a few weeks ago. Oh, I had like a horrible, horrible. I mean, I think it was just like the flu. It was horrible. And when I went to the doctor's office, it was like right at the beginning of all of this. And it was yeah. like this dramatic thing, like putting me in this separate room, putting him out. They like didn't know what to do at that point. It was yeah. like, I guess like two months ago. They had like, didn't know what they would do if I had coronavirus. And Turns out I was fine. I just had the flu, but it was still nasty. <laughs> yeah. And you, and you did say something really brilliant earlier today. I really liked that you said that some people do mm -hmm. respond. How did you say it? Oh, some people. Okay. So we were talking about people being really dramatic about the whole situation. And I was saying how some people actually just experience things dramatically. Mm. So there are people that are like being dramatic and they're being dramatic to get attention or they're being dramatic. Like, and I, and I do this, like we all have moments where we're being dramatic for like a purpose of being dramatic. Like but I then, can turn the sniffles into man flu in, in record time. Yeah. But then Easy. there's also people who experience it, which maybe this is what the man flu is for you. Like there, you also can experience thing really, something really dramatically. Totally. Where like it actually the way you're reacting is proportionate to the way you're experiencing it. Right. But to me, that looks ridiculous. It's so true. And I think right now, there's a great cause for vigilance. There's a, yeah. a great cause for, you know, obedience to local officials and, and abiding by Absolutely. all the guidelines. Really yeah. smart, especially for us millennials. We're still getting a lot of flack. Yeah. But I, I do think most of us have sort of like calmed out and realized this is important. Yeah. And maybe even if we get sick and recover, we could very seriously, you know, yeah. danger the lives of others. So mm -hmm. there does seem to be, you know, a complete shutdown of, you know, the things we take for granted in Nashville, yeah. live music, yeah, hanging out with our friends. There's just not a whole lot of that. In fact, if it wasn't for my church still being open for prayer, I'm confident I would have turned into a, a workaholic in, in this two <laughs> or three week period. I mean, no, yeah, for sure. work is fun for us. Yeah, that's true. And there's always a project. Yeah. And we can always create one when there's not one, Yeah, you know? Yeah. So I guess the question is for you and for me right now, in a world with more free time than we know what to do with and kind of this undercurrent of anxiety. How, how can we spend our time well? How can we even create rhythm and structure in our lives? Mm. Because I think a lot of us are floundering. We don't have our school from eight to three, yeah. our jobs from nine to five, even like a, a rhythm of extracurriculars or hobbies or ministries, whatever it is that otherwise defined our yeah. days is yeah. all been stripped from us. So maybe before we get into all the things like music, books, and movies yeah. that we want to recommend, things that we've already enjoyed ourselves over these last few weeks, what is your current rhythm? How are you hanging in there? I think a lot of people are losing their minds in part because they just don't have even predictable schedules yeah. day in and day out. How do you create that for yourself? Well, one thing that's been cool is a lot of the things that I would normally do every week have moved to online, which is pretty cool. So like I have a small group that meets Tuesday nights of high school girls and we meet online now. And so it's like, it's just my, that's my regular Tuesday night. And now that's like taken in, you know, different other things have like, usually like my evenings have like all turned to like sitting in my room with Google Hangouts, right? Yeah, yeah. But one thing that's really interesting, so I live with a lot of girls. <laughs> like, How many exactly? So there's eight of us as, wow. of, right, as of today. Yeah, it's a seven-bedroom home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, so really, it's, it's a big house. It's just a lot of people, you know, yeah. especially when everybody's home, right? Yeah, it's intense. And so it took us a little bit to get into a rhythm because we're not used to like, we're not used to all being home at the same time. And we're not used to doing, having things to do when we're home. Usually home is the place you go to just to rest, not a place you go to work. But the past couple of days, we've gotten really, really, especially this week, we've gotten really good about like, 
which plate spots in the house are just for working, what spots are for chatting, what spots are like, when can you interrupt this person? When do like, we can all have, we all have dinner together, which we've never done before, which is mm. really, really, really fun. Like every night, having dinner every night is really special. So some of it's even just good communication with oh, the people yeah. you live with, creating those kind of environmental norms in different mm-hmm. parts of a home. Yeah, and expectations. I mean, but people who live in 1,500 square feet apartments in New York who literally can't leave yeah. without a mask on and only to get groceries, like, whoa. Yeah. It's intense, right? Yeah, yeah. You're, yeah, a, yeah. you're a big city girl. I mean, you grew up outside of D.C. anyways. yeah. How different would your life be up there right now than down here in Nashville? Oh, Absolutely. I mean, yeah, if I lived up in D.C., it would be so different. I mean, I assume I wouldn't be living with so many girls. Yeah. And, yeah, like not being able to literally like leave the building. Yeah. I don't know how I would do it. Yeah, so these are wild times. I think we're all feeling it. Yeah, I mean, sure. even right now, like I've gone from living with five guys to two. Yeah. But the thing that we have been talking about constantly with our patrons, mm-hmm. even with our artists, and certainly in-house is how do we spend our free time well? Yeah. Maybe the best thing to first do is just describe the difference between leisure and loafing. Like, yes, let's keep our our small groups and our hangouts as best we can, maybe primarily online. Like there's people yeah. who literally came to our mission a few weeks ago and then set up happy hours afterwards. Yeah. They like tuned in for the live stream and then they would set up over Zoom these like happy hours. They're just like all sipping on wine and catching up. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. That's a great way to keep your social life alive, right? Yeah. But I think the question for a lot of us is, is how do we spend that free time when it's just us? There's not a phone call to make. There's not a Zoom chat to yeah. tune into or even a live stream that we're excited about. We just suddenly turn on Netflix. Yeah. Perhaps we like look at our bookshelf and decide maybe now's the time. Before we can even get into specifics and recommendations, yeah. what is the difference between leisure and loafing? Okay, so one thing that I've been thinking about a lot lately is like our day, even when it's not, even when we're not in this crisis, like your day is has a lot of space in it, right? Mm. There's space even like when I get up in the morning and I'm getting dressed, like that's mental space, right? Where I'm not really like... I'm thinking about something, you know, I'm not like doing something that like takes a lot of thought or when I'm driving or when I'm even like getting in and out of the car to think like that that's like that's space. Right. And that space can be like really beautifully used or not. And I'm noticing that like w- the way that I spend my like free time really does determine whether or not that space is being that other space is being used well, if that makes sense. <laughs> so like, for example, I'm just like totally hooked on a Netflix show. Let's just say, have you ever heard of Love is Blind? Nope. Oh my gosh, it's so intense. I've only seen two episodes and I will never watch it ever again. Two or 12? Oh, two. Nice. I will never watch it ever again because, I mean, it's hooking. It's it's a reality show. Once you're in, you just can't pull oh, out. Oh, but it's a reality TV show about these people who like date and they're, it's like a love show and they're like in these pods, they don't see each other and then they get engaged before they like see each other in person. And it's all about like, can you... And then it's like this whole thing that they have to get married like 30 days later. So they have this like, it's so dramatic, so interesting. Hmm. But like one of those things that will take up your mental space, right? So if you're like really hooked on a show, I'm noticing that like the rest of my day, like it's kind of going in the back of my brain. And I think it's because my brain is actually trying to process what's happening because like we're not meant to be like behind screens. So like when something's happening behind the screen, like your subconscious doesn't, obviously you realize it's not real, but you're not your subconscious isn't actually processing. Like, this isn't happening to me right now. This is not happening in reality, you know? So later, your brain's like trying to process what happened to you earlier. So I'm noticing, sorry, this is the point of what I'm trying to say. (laughs) This has been like a long, okay. So 
I'm noticing that when I spend that time well, when I'm like reading a book or when I'm listening to music that really does lift the soul, the rest of that time I'm spent in like reflection. Nice. Wow. Where, or even if I'm not doing anything and I'm just sitting thinking or praying or. There's a peacefulness in it. Yeah. 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 The rest of like the rest of my day turns into this day full of like reflection on myself, on my life, on what I read, on the movie I watched. If if it's a beautiful movie, right? When I spend my time doing something that's not well or like media that's maybe more addictive or more intrusive, right? I spend the rest of the day thinking about like this person on Love is Blind or I think the rest of the day thinking about like something that isn't real. You're kind of fantasizing. Yeah. Living in a in a fake world. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I remember when I was 18 years old, one day going like to church and I found myself like praying for a character in Downton Abbey. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> and that's I was, like, intense. But it, like it didn't occur. To, it wasn't like it. Yeah. I was, of course, right after it happened, I was like, what's going on? But then I realized like that's like media that's like intrusive. Yeah. Although I do love Downton Abbey, but like that's where it becomes like invasive. Totally. When it, t- when it takes up and you, and you can't even like distinguish. So part of what we're talking about here is not even just the content of the yeah. media, music, books, art, movies, whatever, but even perhaps the 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 quantity, you yeah. know, and 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 the addictive nature of it. Like what yeah. hold does it have on your heart? What hold yeah. does it have on your imagination? I mean, what you're describing was me first four seasons of Madam Secretary. Yeah. And then it got lame. Like you could just tell like <laughs> more profanity, more sex yeah. because they ran out of ideas, yeah. right? The yeah. plot just fell apart. The character development was super weak. They started bringing in all of these like just very unnecessary characters <laughs> that didn't add anything. Yeah. It was yeah. all like feeling politically charged, yeah. identity politics everywhere, you yeah. know? Whereas I'm thinking about like, why I actually have a hard time getting through the Lord of the Rings trilogy, not even the books, the movies. Yeah. Like there's a real investment there. Yeah. And you have to like hang even yeah. through boring yeah. moments in order to experience like the full glory, yeah. you know, of the trilogy. Like I I have not, I cannot tell you the last time I got through the first movie, The Fellowship of the Ring. Okay. Uh, past the 45 minute mark actually. Yeah. Because at some point I'm like, okay, this is beautiful, mm-hmm. but I'm bored. And I'd actually rather go read the book probably mm-hmm. in the end. So even the nature of these things, like the the hole that they have on our hearts, the amount of time that they fill on our yeah. day and our calendar all really matters as well. And what it, yeah, like the question is like, what does this provoke in you? Yeah. I watched, we're now we're getting into recommendations, but I watched A Hidden Life the other day. Have you seen it? I want to. It's so good. It's where where so can you good. find it right now? So rent, you can like rent it on Amazon Prime. Sweet. And absolutely worth the like four or five dollars, whatever it is. And this is a long one. It's kind of an indie film, right? That's it's another one like that. It's it's a slow burn. You're sitting there like, <laughs> okay. Um, but I found myself the next two days being totally taken up by thoughts like, am I willing to give my life for what I believe in? Whoa, yeah. Like, am what would I do in that situation? In like in the movie. The, the priest, his priest, he's so he's faithful Catholic and his priest is telling him like, you don't have to do this. Like, you don't have to die for what what's true. Like, this is wow. this can't be what God is asking of you. You know, right? Like questions like, would I be able to, in a sense, like disobey this, not disobey, but like not take the advice of my priest when he's telling me like, I don't have to die for what's true. Like all of these questions are coming into my head these next few days. And I'm thinking like, that's a beautiful beautiful piece of art that provokes, you know? Provokes, like provokes instead leads of to invades. reflection. Yeah. I love that. That's a really good distinction. Let's yeah. just jump into some recommendations yeah. because I think part of this is like, well, things that are by their very nature addictive yeah. are probably not all that 
provocative, really. Yeah. You know, provocative in the sense that they bring out all the right questions, all the yeah. best questions about the human experience. Yeah. So movies that come to mind for me, I feel like my list is a little bit older than yours because I've just not watched as many movies in the last five years yeah. than the previous 15, you know? Yeah. But like, I remember, I'll never forget actually watching Bella in theaters oh, or yeah. uh, Beautiful Boy, like several mm. of these Eduardo Verastagi type movies. They've always been, like you said, a slower burn, but a richer story where by the end, like you're, you're changed. Yeah. You know, something about it changes you. Yeah. For the good, you know, yeah. that's a really beautiful and healthy thing. You, you kind of have a sense of other people's reality. You feel more human. Yeah. You know, like you've been brought into someone else's story in a way that that led to compassion, led to deeper understanding. Now, not that everything has to be a drama and everything has to be like an inspiration, you know, based on real life events. Yeah. But what other movies come to mind for you when you immediately say, yeah, this made me more human? Yeah. Okay. My all-time favorite movie of all time. Wow. La Vita Bella. I was hoping you were going to say that, actually. <laughs> Do you know who else's favorite movie that John was Hall of all too, right? time? Yeah, yeah. I think you're the one that told me that. Life is but, beautiful. Oh, it's... No, it's incredible. It will change your life. Like, I like I think back on my... There's a before and after yeah. of my life when I saw the movie. And when wow. I, well, like, before yeah. and after, for sure. And for those who don't know, it's about this Jewish father... That's so good. ...who ends up oh. in a concentration camp with his son mm -hmm. and turns the whole thing into enough uh, of a game to, in the end, save his son's life. Yeah. There's a lot more going on, and we won't give the yeah. the spoilers on any of the movies that we're going to mention today. But that's a great one. Where by the end, what does it make you want? More of that sacrificial love yeah. in your own life and a, a capacity for it, an ability to, to live it yourself, you know? Yeah. Really, really good. Yeah. All right, y'all. It's Easter week. I've already made this announcement and I'm so excited to make it again because frankly, I hope many of us turned off our devices, took a step back from media and maybe even the Love Good podcast, certainly social media, and just really entered into this incredible weekend that we know and love is Easter that obviously this year was stranger than ever, but still so very worth celebrating. And here we go, your big reminder that we in fact have one of the biggest events coming up in Love Good History this Thursday. Yes, that's right. LetBeautySpeak.com will be live streaming, in fact, every Thursday from this point forward at 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern from the Love Good Studio. I'm really excited about this. In fact, right now, you not only want to go to LetBeautySpeak.com and get signed up. By the way, it's all free. This is just a live streamed talk with stories and songs that I'll be putting on here in the Love Good Studio, but it's also an opportunity to spread the word and to get people who need hope in their lives rallying around the one place where we know hope will never disappoint. And that is, of course, in the beauty of God's love. So here's where you want to go. LetBeautySpeak.com. Send everybody that you know, family and friends there as well, and tell them to put your name in the shared buy box. Okay. They type in their first name, their email address, and then your name in the shared buy box. And as soon as you hit five shares, send us an email, reply to any email you've ever gotten from us. And with that, we need your t-shirt size. We need your address, or if you prefer it, a water bottle request, whatever it is that you want, we want to get it to you. And all you got to do is share the event with five people. And frankly, that's the only kind of marketing and promotion we can afford right now. So help us out. Go to letbeautyspeak.com for all the details. 
Okay, so newer ones. I really loved Emma. So it's, okay, it's supposed to be in theaters now, but now Mm -hmm. you can stream it. Mm -hmm. I saw it in theaters like one of the last days it was in theaters. Nice. And it's based off of the Jane Austen novel, Emma. Uh, Okay, I would probably hate it, but keep going. Yeah, you probably would. But I loved it. Yeah. It's really good, especially if you like Jane Austen and oh, if you've read the book. The worst. Oh, it's so good. Wow. Yeah. Let's just, just move on past this. Really, okay. We're going to like that moment did not happen. Okay, for, for that, I'm, I'm going to one-up your Emma and give you Hacksaw Ridge. Okay. <laughs> Braveheart. I've never seen Hacksaw Ridge, Patriot. but I want to. Hacksaw Ridge is on my list for this week. I want to watch that I movie I mean, this it week. is so graphic and it is so intense. Like, there is a bit of nudity. Yeah. Not inappropriate, just real. It's a it's a it's a it's a soldier's butt. No, I'm I, just gonna go. And I want to. Uh, and then just so for our listeners back home, and quite a bit of profanity. Okay. And then just blood everywhere. All right. So this is not like a family friendly movie. It is absolutely a movie that conjures up a desire for heroic virtue, a desire for yeah. heroic love. Like it just puts sacrifice front and center, even like overcoming incredible adversity and then being faithful to like primary vocation. This movie's got it. It is okay. so good, but rated R for a reason. Yeah, I'm definitely going to watch it this week. Excellent. We were thinking about doing a little throwback to the 80s. Now, by the way, so far we're only talking about movies. Let's get yeah, to some albums yeah. and books in a moment, but let's just hang here because a lot of us are Netflixing and yeah. Disney Plusing. But have you ever seen some of these like old movies that I grew up on that predate you? We're talking like Flight of the Navigator. I've never even Batteries heard this. not included. Nope. There's like a whole exactly. There's a whole list of movies that were released in the 80s that I don't know if they satisfy the love good standard or not, because if they didn't, <laughs> they would have all gone over my head. And at this point, I just have nothing but sweet childhood <laughs> memories there. But there were a lot of musicals that came out of that era too. Okay. Like movies that we just watched as a family, usually on snow days when we lived in Boston. I'm talking like The King and I, okay. The Music Man. Okay. Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Like these aren't even recommendations at this point. I'm just <laughs> letting you know how varied and weird my <laughs> musical and 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 therefore movie mm-hmm. Sort of yeah. backlog when really did, is. When was the sound of music made? I don't know, but that's definitely like top of the list. Oh heck yeah! I watched I watched it probably five years ago with my mom. <laughs> I can I could watch that like every week. It's really good. Sound oh, of yeah. music. Okay, okay, just because we keep talking about now very girly movies, let's go back to some <laughs> wait, more first, movies before, for a second. Oh, wait, go, go back ahead. to girly. Little Woman is amazing. No, uh, the new one with <laughs> Emma Watson. The new one, it's incredible. Okay, I mean I'm a big Emma Watson. Oh my gosh, fan, it's so, so amazing. And yeah. I was I was nervous because. With all of the politics surrounding femininity these days, I was yeah. nervous that they were going to like be weird about it. Oh my gosh, no, it was perfect. Yeah, okay. okay. And, well, so and, now we can move on from girly well, Which makes me think of Marvel, okay. which has moved more and more into sort of the feminine hero genre, which is fine, but sometimes yeah. like a bit overdone right now, you know? No, and it just depends on how you portray femininity. I could go on on a whole thing about yeah. this, but like it just depends on like the feminine genius is real and... Like, but it's not just women being manly. No, it's women so being strong you, in a beautiful, yeah. womanly way. That's another thing that I loved about A Hidden Life. Oh, nice. They, I think it's one of the greatest depiction of feminine genius I've seen in a Dang. film in a really long time. Okay. It's, yeah, really good. No, it's not about women being manly. It's about women being truly yeah. woman and accepting their vocation. Yeah. Because I think that's the, it's a big, like, that's a big problem with the woman politics is accepting, acceptance of vocation. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one yeah. thing I loved about Little Woman too, is... There's one, yeah, whatever. I'm not going to get into like the whole. But this is kind of my. It, but it's so good. This is my beef with Marvel right now. Is it's all kind of like morphed ever since Disney yeah. took it over. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. just morphed into again more of the identity politics, more yeah. of the virtue signaling. And you're like, come on, just make a great movie about a hero. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because we all want to be heroes. Toy Story Four did that too. 
bummer. Oh yeah, that's because I Bo mean, Peep took over. Yeah, and like I, it wasn't that bad. The movie itself was great. Yeah, like and Bo Peep as a character. I mean, I didn't not like her, mm-hmm. but I felt like. I feel like it could have gone a different way that would have been better. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So okay. there's movies. plenty more movies that might come to mind. Before we venture into, you know, some books and CDs, some albums that have really yeah. been amazing because 2020 has been a great year for new music. Oh my gosh. Um, but I'm always reading books too, like yeah. old, new, everything. We should go ahead and define the Love Good Standard. We have oh, not done idea. that in a long time, that's at least true. not in the podcast. So we talk about beauty, truth, and goodness, mm-hmm. you know, and specifically that that great artistry leads with beauty, right? And that it it draws people into the truth. It helps us, gives us the courage to pursue truth with all that we are. And I think and that's then, what yes. we just talked about. That's the, provo- the, difference. the provocative thing. I love that. Yeah. And then ultimately it cultivates virtue. It gives us a, a disposition towards the good. It makes us want to live the life of a hero in, mm-hmm. in a really deep and meaningful way. So beauty, truth, goodness. It's got to draw us in. It's got to take us deep. Yep. And then it's got to really transform us for the better. That's the love good standard. Okay. What albums have done that for you in 2020 so far? Because there's been oh a lot. Gosh. I mean, Valentine's Day alone, I think changed your life this year. Yeah, absolutely. Probably not because of a date you went on, but because Definitely of not. how many albums came out that day. Yeah. Okay. Tyson so, Mossenbacher. Yeah. Tyson Mossenbacher. Jordy Searcy. Yeah. There was another one that came out that day. It was the collection cr- had an EP come out that day. I mean, it was a big day for music. Oh yeah, it was incredible. And okay, so let's go through each one. Yep. So, well, first of all, let's talk about Marie Miller. The Marie Miller album has been the soundtrack of my week and is mm. super, super beautiful. And I think a really, really good example of like, it has been making me think. Wow. Like, I mean, her, a lot. her f- name on the front cover the font is Tolkien. It's Tolkien's handwriting. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, Marie Miller, how do you do it? Yeah. And just like the whole album, as each single has come out, it's just been like hmm. hitting me in a different way. And then the whole album together was just like quite an experience. So everyone go stream Marie Miller's album. It just came out on Friday. Homeland. Homeland. Yeah. And then... By the way, our patrons... No, Little been, Dreams. Little Dreams, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Marie. One of the singles is Homeland. <laughs> yes. Our patrons have been listening to it for like six weeks now. Yeah, absolutely. Isn't that cool? No, that is really cool. So cool. Love yeah. good patrons. So, yeah. Okay, so that... And then the Which, Jordy... I could just have a moment. We just crossed the 700 oh, mark. Oh, yeah, we did just Whoa. cross the 700 mark. Here we are, like quarantine, worrying about how we're going to sustain, yeah. much less grow, and... Patrons just keep signing I love up. Our patrons, so beautiful. I yeah. really do love you guys. Okay, Marie Miller. Okay, Marie Miller. Jordy the Jordy album really has been helping me a ton. But you're also like a little bit obsessed I with Jordy. Jordy. Okay, yeah. so I've been Instagramming with his mom quite a bit lately. <laughs> Feel great about that. If you're listening, Jordy's mom. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I love which the you album. Probably are. <laughs> oh, we do love you, Jordy's mom. Yes. <laughs> so good. My mom's Marjorie, all over Instagram. Right? Yes. Yes. Oh wow, you know everything. No, I just know that because <laughs> she commented on the podcast. <laughs> it is a great is it an EP? No, it's an album. Love Full songs. Length. Okay, so here's the deal with Jordy's album. I okay, so as each single was coming out, mm-hmm. I like loved each single. But on the podcast, he was talking about how he feels like the album was him finding contentment. Yeah. And when I heard that, it like clicked for me because that was just like a process that I've been going through, especially since like January, just because I've lived in Nashville for almost two years, right? And I'm in my 20s. And I feel like it's it's so hard being away from home, first of all. And it's so hard being away from a place where I have roots. And so, like, it's yeah, I'm just like in one of those awkward spots where like my college friends are drifting away, but 
my Nashville friends like haven't been around long enough for it to be like really, really, really rooted. And so I was kind of feeling this like weird thing. And then when I was when I heard the song, the last song on his album, Favorite Days, I was it like came out as a single and I was sitting there and I was thinking I was kind of like pissed off because I was like, he's like, (laughs) I'm just frustrated because like I feel like he's describing something that I like really, really, really want here in Nashville. Mm. And then when he was talking about how the album was about him like finding contentment, then when I went back and listened to the whole album start to finish, I noticed this like process and I like found myself like, okay, there we go. Like I'm in the middle of that process. Mm. And it was just this really like helpful way to like reflect on my time in Nashville, reflect on this time in my life and see like, okay, I'm like once, first of all, like I can, I can be content with my life because there's a lot of amazing things happening in my life, but also that like that contentment's only going to grow as I keep, as I keep growing and as I, like go deeper in my friendships and all that. Anyway. I love it. Welcome to that's Marisol's just it. life. <laughs> the, the fact that an album can conjure up all those yeah. thoughts in you is really pretty amazing. Yeah. We've also got Colony House. Their new yeah, record came that out, record I think in February. so good. So good. And actually it's one of those that's really grown on yeah. me over time. There's a real story that's unfolding there yeah. from start to finish. Again, not to say it for the 17th time on this podcast, but albums are meant to tell a story yes. and they're a work of art from start to finish, you know, it's not enough to just listen to singles. Yeah. Artists almost always have more of an intent than just to entertain us for three minutes. Yeah. You know, they want to take us on a journey. The yes. good artists do anyways, you know. Okay, so, books. Books. Because we are slowly running out of time here. Yeah. Books. And let's maybe focus in on some great literature. Because I, I yeah. do tend to read a lot of like theology. I'm also really into politics. I love history. I'm a biography girl. You're a biography girl. Can you tell me what you've been reading lately? So right now I'm reading Left to Tell. Left to Tell. Ooh, by, that's that I'm reading, one. I mean that I've read the introduction and that's it. Yeah, what's her name? Table. I'm going to pronounce it wrong. Yeah. Immaculate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I but, don't remember but she was like name, uh, in the Sudan? Where? So, Rwanda. Lock, Rwanda. Yeah, of course. She yeah. was locked in a bathroom with eight other women. It's a four by four bathroom mm. for like three months and she couldn't yeah. talk or anything. I felt like it was relevant. Yeah, no, it's um, intense. And super oh, beautiful. Wow. I mean, that's <laughs> intense to say that's relevant. It is, but wow. No, I mean, it's a, little it's, different it's from... a way more intense yeah. situation. Than, I'm not saying it's the same level. <laughs> I've just experienced some things. Wow. <laughs> no, no, I'm not saying it's at the same level, but it's like, okay, she's living something yeah. way more intense. And she's living some of the same things, like lack of being able to talk. Lack yeah. of access to the sacraments, yeah. all these things that we're dealing with. Great. Um, I forgot about it. I read that probably 10 years ago. Yeah. That's a really And then good I also, ju- I just finished He Leadeth Me, which is Ooh, same, same. You're the second the person months. to bring that up in a month. Well, because now's the time to yeah. talk about it. Wow. Really good. Yeah. So but I think yeah. mine are like a little bit more casual than that. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I only really intense. No, that's good it's though. Um, I'm right now reading a book called Strangers and Sojourners. Okay. It's the first in a six part series called Children of the Last Days. And you know, I'm not an alarmist, but I do love a good apocalyptic fiction type of read, you know? And this is the beginning of a series by Michael D. O'Brien. Sophia House, Plague Journal, Father Elijah, Clips of the Sun. There's one other in there. I think right now is a great time to start a series. Yeah. I mean, we could all kind of keep reading individual books and I'm sure I'll keep reading five books at once like I normally do, but there's something about a series that can allow our imagination to just wander for a while. Yeah. Because even if it is just for 30 minutes before we go to bed at night, it is really good for my soul to not escape reality, but in a sense to transcend it for a moment, especially if it's good fiction, good fantasy. It takes us somewhere that at least 
conjures up desires for the ideal. I think, you know, like really heaven helps me long for heaven. Yeah. I think that's what people look for when they binge watch on Netflix. Mm. I think that's what people are looking for. Well, I was. They're looking to escape. Yes. And like go somewhere that's not the day, every day. But but the, but the, the, what yeah. you're describing is a much more beautiful. But it's a, it's a definition of art. Yeah, art it's is what meant art is. to reflect reality while yeah. transcending it. Yeah. And I literally put down a book. I was 95 pages in. And I'd never put down books before they're done. Yeah. This one, I was like. I don't think this is going to help me very much right now. Mm. 95 pages into this like kind of thriller fiction, kind of an end of the world type of book too. It was like, whoa, you know? Yeah. And written by someone I really trust, but like a hundred pages in, if you haven't stirred my soul once, mm. like that's kind of what I need right now. While the world seems to be kind of falling apart around me, I'm not willing to just be entertained yeah. and mindlessly amused. I don't want to escape. I want to enter. And, and that might be a good kind of moment to to close the conversation yeah. on. It's like, what are we allowing the music books are, and especially movies right now that we consume, what are we allowing them to do to our soul? Mm. And if they help our souls soar, if they help us, if they provoke, as you said, all those deep questions, the yeah. meaningful ones, it doesn't mean that we can't be entertained. It doesn't yeah. mean that we can't enjoy them, but ultimately we want them to leave us hopeful, inspired, captivated, moved, transcended. Yeah. At least long enough to allow our hope to be expanded in a time that really does feel dark for so many of us. So everybody, this is a very special episode of the Love Good Podcast brought Mm -hmm. to you by Marisol Alisea and yours truly. And I think we want to do more of this where we talk through music books and movies, especially that we've been enjoying as of late and also really trying to apply the Love Good standard to, to really consider beauty, truth, and goodness in every arena of art and the effect it has on our souls. So Marisol, what a pleasure. We're getting towards the end of season three of the podcast. So it may be a couple months before we bring you back on, but thank you. You're very welcome. Until our next. Yes. Thank you. Peace. It's only confusion. We can talk all night and lighten up our hearts as long as we're moving. Then we are ready to and better than the stars So we don't need a rush, babe Let's take our time Talk about the hard parts on green countrysides And we can both discover what we need to find And I'll be And I will be a navigator driving in the dark I will hold your hand if we lose touch of where we are And grip you even tighter when it's pulling us apart Let me be your guard Driving through the dark, through the dark, through the dark Hey, I know it's only been just a few days since Easter Sunday, depending on when you're listening to this episode, but just want to say again, Happy Easter. I know this is a strange time for all of us. In fact, we're just still not really certain how this is all going to shake out, but we've got to have hope in our hearts and and a hope that's ultimately not in, you know, a a miraculous cure for this virus, although we would love to see that. Uh, The the, the development of a vaccine, of course, we would love to see that too, or even a, a perfect snapping of someone's finger to bring the economy back to normal. All of that would be great, but ultimately our hope has to be in infinite love. Our hope has to be in God. And that is, if anything, what Easter is about, that we 
100% place all of our hope in the resurrection of Jesus. So you got nothing but love and prayers from this corner. In fact, we've just been so moved by the surge of new patrons who have gotten on board since this crisis began unfolding just over a month ago. And you might be very aware of this, but every Thursday night, I am now live streaming, at least as long as the quarantine persists, as long as the world feels crazy. I'm live streaming every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Central, and it's called Let Beauty Speak. It's a continuation of that three-night mission that we had back in the middle of March. So go to letbeautyspeak.com for all the details on that. Be assured of our continued prayers for all of you. And what a great joy to know that we are not alone in our suffering, in our struggle, and that beauty is needed now more than ever. God bless you guys. I'll be back next week with a big-time artist who has written a lot of music specifically for the church, actually, and someone that is a prophetic voice in my life and I think in the life of many others as well. I'm gonna leave you hanging, but just know that next week's podcast episode is going to rock your face off and really just bring incredible hope and encouragement to your heart as well. God bless you guys. Have an amazing week. We'll see you soon. Massive thanks for tuning in to the Love Good Podcast. If you like this week's episode, and frankly, even if you didn't, share it on social media, leave us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and then join us on the front lines of building a better culture by subscribing as a patron at joinlovegood.com. Our patrons get all kinds of incredible exclusive content, such as a weekly long-form video of the podcast, a monthly live stream house concert with our artists, and a seasonal package that will raise your standard for music, books, and art forever. Thanks again for tuning in. It's an honor to accompany you as you change the world.